Welcome to the Faith and Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Eventide Center for Faith and Investing. We are an educational initiative of Eventide Asset Management, where our aim is to inspire an authentically Christian practice of modern investing. This podcast features conversations with thought leaders in the space of faith and investing, and also functions as an audio digest of the articles we feature in our online journal at faithandinvesting.com. Welcome back to the Faith and Investing Podcast. Today, we're bringing you part three in our three-part series on retirement from Jeff Hainan. In part one, Jeff laid out a number of problems with seeing retirement as the principal motivation for our investing. In part two, Jeff set forth a new vision of retirement shaped by scripture. And then in this series finale, Jeff provides us with four ways a biblical view of retirement contributes to a more holistic vision for investing. Here is Jeff reading the final article in his series entitled, Reform Retirement, Redeem Investing. Reform Retirement, Redeem Investing, Part 3. In Al Walter's book, Creation Regained, he makes the point that Christians are reformers, not revolutionaries. A revolutionary wants to wipe the slate clean and start over, but a reformer seeks to restore something that's been tarnished, acknowledging that it was once good. Humankind, which has botched its original mandate and the whole creation along with it, is given another chance in Christ. We are reinstated as God's managers on earth, writes Walters. The original good creation is to be restored. This is a helpful framework for investing. Needless to say, investing has often been sullied with greed and idolatry. Throughout church history, warnings against usury have echoed from pulpits in town squares. But God's original intent for investing is entirely good. As with our vocational endeavors, God intends that our investing be done with the aim of furthering human flourishing. We do that by sharing in ownership of good businesses, ones that provide goods and services to meet the world's needs, that create meaningful work and make real contributions to their communities and society. Indeed, our task as Christians in investing is not to wipe our hands of a fallen world, but to find ways to redeem what has been disfigured by sin and evil. A restored vision for retirement, i.e. for our later years, is, I believe, critical to that redemptive view of investing. How then might this biblical view of retirement contribute to a more holistic vision for investing? Here are four ways. Number one, a biblical view of retirement opens the door to portfolios that prioritize human flourishing. Concern for the vulnerable, environmental stewardship, the curing of otherwise intractable diseases. These are the sorts of human flourishing-focused businesses that often fall by the wayside when investors narrowly focus on maximizing their retirement savings. Yet if we have a vision of retirement, not as a 20-year vacation, but as a time of humble contribution as elders committed to the good of the world that God loves, investors are free to take a closer look at their portfolios and make a foundational shift. God believes redemption is more important than returns, and so should we. If you plan on working for a lifetime, albeit less as you age, you simply don't need as much to fund your retirement lifestyle. More importantly, you can see your work and your investing as contributions to human flourishing over a lifetime, provided that is that your investing is appropriately calibrated to a vision for the human flourishing brought about by the good businesses of which you are a partial owner. The fear-greed combo subsides in the context of God's promise of provision for His children and opens the door to re-envisioning investing beyond a narrow focus on returns, 2 Corinthians 9.8. Number two, 
A biblical view of retirement provides a better vision for the vocation of financial advisors. The idea of retirement sits at the core of the work of financial advisors. In a short piece I once wrote for financial advisors, I said, Financial advisors have the privilege of encouraging people to prepare for the day when they cannot work due to old age or health. Saving is wise, Proverbs 21.20. They also have the honor of helping clients still have enough to share with others, Proverbs 13.22, 1 Timothy 6.17-19. But Christian financial advisors resolutely resist the narrative about saving for retirement built on utopian dreams of travel, never-ending vacation, and a carefree lifestyle. They recognize that sin and the fall have affected all people, both wealthy and poor, and that there is no such dream of heaven on earth until Christ comes again. They also boldly call into question fear-based motives for saving and retirement, pointing people to trust God alone for their daily bread. Also, since retirement, the cessation of work for a lifetime, is essentially a foreign concept to the Bible, Christian financial advisors work diligently to help people save for the day when they can no longer work due to health concerns, not for the day when they don't want to work. Financial advisors can serve as caretakers of their clients' investments, but also as gatekeepers of our secular contemporary notions of retirement. A biblical view of retirement gives financial advisors a broader, more faithful vision for their vocations. Number three, a biblical view of retirement resituates investing in proper proportion to giving, saving, and spending. How much do I really need for retirement? The question is entirely dependent on your vision for what you want your retirement to look like. If you want a perpetual vacation, that'll be expensive. You'll need to invest as if maximizing returns is all that really matters. But if it's a biblical view of growing older, which includes a mix of family, work, and rest over a lifetime, you might consider giving more to charity now or spending money on vacations while your kids are young rather than waiting for your own vacation in your 70s. It may mean spending money on private school tuition, saving for an aging parent's condo, or adopting a teenager from foster care. Service comes in a variety of forms. Jesus told a haunting parable about a rich fool who stored up wealth for himself by building bigger barns on the very same night his life was demanded from him, Luke 12, 16-21. He also says that our confidence in having enough for tomorrow should ultimately be more like children who ask for bread each morning, simply trusting that it'll be there, Matthew 6, 11. Investing for old age is important, including as a means of loving and serving our neighbors through the human flourishing of good businesses. In fact, this is one of the primary ways we fulfill the cultural mandate, the assignment given to humans in the Garden of Eden. Still, investing must be put in its proper place among the biblical priorities for money, including giving, saving, and spending, Genesis 1.28. If God promises to care for us now, He will most certainly care for us as we age, Matthew 6.25-34. Number four, a biblical view of retirement heals our vision of work and rest over a lifetime. Leviticus 25, God called his people to give the land a rest one year out of every seven, the origin of our concept of sabbatical. Yet today we stack up all of our years rest onto the end of life and then we call it retirement. Can you imagine taking one year off after every six? Could you imagine the kind of investment in your family, your heart, and your professional growth if you took even six months off every seven or ten years? For most, this is financially impossible. Though some voices are encouraging sabbaticals in corporate America, this is mostly a luxury for the rare senior executive. 
But a biblical view of aging gives us a vision for rhythms of work and rest of which a workaholic American culture knows nothing. If you see retirement more as a different season of productive service, what would that mean for how you prioritize rest now? Rather than scale quick and exit, as is common in the tech startup world, or the FIRE movement, financial independence by retiring early, which is common among white-collar professionals, a humbler vision of vocation over a lifetime opens the door to new possibilities. Do good work today, even if you're paid less, because this is your life today. Get enough rest today because God himself, who never tires, nevertheless chose to rest after six days of creation. And be content with enough today because your God, not your portfolio, is your final provider. This vision for retirement has long-term policy implications as well. Could retirement accounts be used in part for mid-career sabbaticals? Might companies build sabbatical policies into their benefits packages as a way to invest in employee health and retention? A biblical view of retirement is one small part of creation regained. It heals the motive for investing, the work of financial advisors, our relationship to money, and our vision for work. It also points us to a better and truer vision of Del Webb's Paradise Town, a lasting inheritance for those whose treasure is finally in heaven. Luke 12, 33-34. Thank you for listening to the Faith and Investing Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, share with a friend, or rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Your rating and review allows more people to discover helpful resources on faithful investing. To find out more about the Eventide Center for Faith and Investing, visit us at faithandinvesting.com. This communication is provided for informational purposes only and was made possible with the financial support of Eventide Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor. Eventide Center for Faith and Investing is an educational initiative of Eventide. Information contained herein has been obtained from third-party sources believed to be reliable.